and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show, streaming live on BBS Radio from California and syndicating to over 100 stations globally. If we haven't met before, I am your host, Yvonne E.L. Silver, and I am a best-selling author, coach, mentor, radio show host, and speaker. And today, I'm actually headlining the show. Very often, I am bringing on guests who are women, typically who have risen from tragedy to triumph, and now out in the world doing amazing things. So in the past, you can click on my webpage with the BBS radio show page, Words, Women, and Wisdom show. There's an archive section. You can listen to some of the previous archived interviews as well. So my recent one with Teresa de Groba, the author of the book Mass Influence, been on the bestseller list for, oh, about seven years now as an excellent book to read all about uh, learning the habits of the highly influential. Interview with uh, Laurie Shore, who is local to me. I'm here in Calgary broadcasting from the base of the Rocky Mountains right now through BBS Radio in California. And Laurie Shore, I interviewed on National Indigenous Peoples Day. She is an Indigenous healer and brings to life spirit talking combined with theta healing, Reiki energy, all modalities for energetic healing. And we talked a little bit about the Canadian residential school system and the need for starting the healing process for First Nations peoples with forgiveness. There was also an interview I loved doing with Brisa Alfaro, who was a stroke survivor, and she talked about her journey from laying in a hospital bed, not being able to move anything except her eyes, to gradually putting energy into her little pinky finger and how she came back and is now running marathons. Incredible story. And also Dr. Annika Becker, who's a board-certified OBGYN, and she shared a little bit more from her best-selling book, uh, Keto Green 16, which I'm a big fan of, highly recommend. Let me know if you would like a link to that. And also in the back, if we dig further in the archives, um, interviews with Mind Movies, Natalie Ledwell, Jennifer Hoff, the uh, expert in applied physics, Karen Abrahams, who again is a relationship expert and gifted intuitive. So many women I've had the pleasure to interview. And today, as I mentioned, I'm headlining my own show. So I thought it was timely to actually look at what can we do this summer? activities that we can do as women entrepreneurs, professional working women, we could set ourselves up for fall for success if we leverage our time more effectively now. So you can actually uh, dial into this show. I'll share a little bit later on about how to do that, the number to dial into. However, get your pen and paper ready because we're going to be talking about summer activities that set you up for fall success. So what are some of the things I'm hearing from my clients? Now, I mentioned um, I've been working with uh, women entrepreneurs for the last oh, 12 plus years. My background overall is 30 plus years of, of senior HR experiences, sales experiences, working with eight different startups. And then in the last 12 years, specifically coaching women entrepreneurs to success. So what I keep hearing from my clients is a number of things. First of all, the main question is, how can I have more confidence? How can I be more confident? Well, I'm going to 
relate that directly to those women entrepreneurs who are looking to a attract more business and also retain more clients. So we're going to talk about that in more detail. But I want to talk, first of all, about the one thing that is coming up right now for a lot of people is how can I have more time? It's summer. Very many of you may have kids at home. There may be young kids that are needing a lot more of your attention. You want to have time to invest with them during the summer months to fuel their growth, have some family time, have some relaxation. And, and if your client, if your kids are a little bit older, then obviously they're a little bit more independent. So how can you have more time? Well, I am not a magician. Uh, there are only 24 hours in every day. So what I encourage is really carefully prioritizing how you use that time, how you use that time to your advantage. Now, in my life, especially when I was writing my book, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This is a, you know, it's almost 300 pages, that book. Uh, a lot of deep references, reference studies, interviews with um, in, uh, confident and influential women, as well as some of my stories and tips, and wrapped around the 40 different words and word concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it. So in the book, when I was writing that, it was almost like I was downloading the content. Now, how do we have more time? Well, first off, get up earlier in the morning. It sounds so silly. And yet, if you are a morning person, getting more done before everybody else starts to want some of your time, especially if you have family that are off for the summer, is the priority. So for me, when I was writing my book, I got up at five every morning. My morning ritual is anyways to have half first half an hour of time with meditation, quiet time, writing gratitudes, visualizing, journaling, all of the things that set me up for success as a highly sensitive energy, uh, energetic person. I get influenced a lot because I want to help people. That's my primary personality is a nurturing style. So I can easily get pulled into email, wanting to help people, wanting to respond to people right away. So I set myself up for success by grounding myself for the day first. So it might not feel like I'm actually having more time, but what I am doing is creating a better system for more balance, to say no more easily and fluidly and confidently to what is emerging during, during the day that I, that I don't want to involve and, and engage in. And also setting my energy up for success to be able to fully receive. So I start early, making sure that my priorities are done first. So before I even open email, I don't generally open email till after 10. Before I look at email, which very often is yeah, it's not always urgent. If something's urgent, you'll either call me, text me, knock on my door, or you might email me. But email is usually a, um, a less urgent attention uh, seeker. So I look at email a bit later. My first priorities, though, are checking in, putting my gratitudes in place, grounding myself for the day, and then confirming what's on my calendar. I do use an automated calendar system. If you don't have one of those in place, that's one of the biggest time savers, especially for entrepreneurs and coaches. Have you ever had 
a situation where you've gone back and forth, you've said to someone, yeah, let's get a meeting set up. Do you have your calendar handy? Oh, I've got this day. I've got this day. I've got to check with someone else. You can go back and forth, sometimes over a period of days, wasting time. So get yourself a setup on something like Calendly, which is what I use. You can put questions in the system. You can make sure that you know who's calling, what the priority are, uh, priorities are for that call, what they want to take away. And it's all automated. Just share a link with your availability. So much simpler. So start early. Put your own priorities in first. Do your strategic work first, especially if you're a morning person, before you get distracted by other things, work on the projects for at least 90 minutes, at least 90 minutes. So you have a block of time that you can really immerse yourself and get into it. Make sure your phone's off, your Instagram or anything else that pops up is turned off so you can really focus. So that sometimes is called a power hour. And you know, for other people, I know that uh, sometimes I've heard recommendations about, yes, doing your meditations and gratitudes, but also spending you know, 20 minutes, for example, reading a book. So you're continuing to expand your knowledge. Maybe you spend 20 minutes doing your exercise routine. So there's things that you can build in depending on what your priorities are. When I was writing my book, as I said, I got up at five, did my normal half hour morning ritual. And it is a ritual every day. And then I wrote for an hour to get my book completed. Took nine months to do it, but it, it was done. So the visualization piece is really important. Set yourself up for success. What is it that you want to achieve that day? Are there three things? Just three things and prioritize them, one, two, three, so that you know that you're not diluting your energy trying to serve everybody, especially if you are in a coaching or mentoring type role or a business that has multiple clients that need serving personally by you as opposed to a product. And make sure that you've got those three things clearly identified for what you're going to accomplish that day. It makes it so much easier. If you have extra time, it's like Tom, uh, Tom, um, Stephen Covey, the big rocks concept. You know, if you get your big priority rocks in first, you can always fill up the rest of your jar with smaller items that are less priority, less of a, of a priority. The other thing I do, though, is I really want to encourage you um, when you have family members and it's summertime, like you don't have to over plan everything. And you might be listening and saying, oh, I'm not a planner. I can't be that organized. Well, why not try just putting a block of time into your calendar that says family time? I have blocks of calendar that say hubby time, son time, family time in my calendar. I don't know what we're going to do in, during that our window of time but I know that I've got the time reserved so no one else is going to creep in and and take up that spot that's a priority item so put your big rocks in first your priorities first the other thing is I find that a lot of times women are taking on so much and they're really not leveraging everybody in the family to be learning how to run an effective household so does it have to be you that does all the tasks? Can you divide that up not only with your spouse, but can you also start engaging your kids in some of those household activities? And how can you make it fun? Is there something that you can do that will encourage counting, sorting with shapes, colors, 
something that is involving bubble play? You know, how can you make it fun for them so that there is an educational learning as well as getting the task accomplished? So if it's recycling, for example, you could be talking to your kids about sorting the recycling items, sorting them shapes, sorting them into different bins. You could be talking about the impact, the environmental impact of recycling so that not everything is going into the landfill. You can make it fun. And then once the task is done, how can you make sure that you're rewarding them? So there's always this focus on what's in it for me. For the, for the young kids. How is it fun? What am I learning? What's in it for me? What's the reward at the end of it? So that you're rewarding very specific behavior and letting them know, I really appreciated the way that you did X, Y, Z, and that you brought your humor in and that you were careful, you were accurate. Make sure you identify what you want to recommend and, and uh, recognize for them so that they know what to do next time. They know the behavior that you're seeking. This works just as well for, for staff as well. Like if you're acknowledging and recognizing your team, make sure that they know the specific behavior that you're acknowledging them for and recognizing them for so that they can repeat it. Now, if you find that you're still feeling like you're overloaded, what else can you do? I mean, I don't have a magic wand to clone you. So what else can you do? Hire out the things that you don't enjoy doing. Hire out the things that you're not good at. Instead of putting a lot of, of stress on and forcing yourself to do the things that you just do not like doing, or they just get left and no one does them, how can you hire that out? So it could be things that you don't enjoy, like um, maybe you um, don't enjoy doing accounting if, if it's in your business, if it's um, domestic uh, domestic work, if it's cleaning, you're just not getting to it. Like, don't try and force yourself into, you know, like a round peg going into a square hole. Hire it out. Find someone who wants to do that work, who needs the extra, um, extra job or the extra money, and is going to be doing it with joy instead of forcing yourself to do it. Now, if you don't know how to hire people, how to hire great people. Um, let's connect because I can certainly talk to you more about that. Um, in my past, I interviewed and hired about 6,000 people in my career. So I developed a 12-step power hiring process. And it doesn't matter what the position is, the steps are still the same. So whether you're hiring somebody on Fiverr, you're hiring someone as an intern, you're hiring someone part-time, full-time for your team, the steps remain the same. And if we are really clear about the expectations of what performance and great performance looks like, it really makes a difference early on because everybody wants to know how they're going to be measured for success. So the power hire process is something I can share at, at another time. So second tip. So that was the first one. How can you have more time? So start early, visualize, plan out your time, make sure that you're, you're not cloning yourself, but you're leveraging your time, not doing everything yourself. How to have more like work-life balance is another one that's asked about too. So yes, making sure that you are hiring your team, whether that is uh, domestic cleaners, accountants, lawyers, etc. Make sure that those things are being covered off, that you're not trying to spend all your spare time learning something that is going to go out of date very, very quickly. 
Now, if you look at a business owner who might be placing Facebook adverts, I don't know about you, but I just found that Facebook completely changed everything just recently when they became meta and my system doesn't work the same. So do I want to invest the time learning about the new system or do I want to have my social media expert letting me know because they're working on that and keeping it current information anyway to be driving that new engine? Yeah, just think about it. Is it something you love? Is it something that intrigues you, excites you, that you're passionate about? If so, do that. But if it's something that is really draining your energy, then you might want to hire someone else to do it. Make sure that they know what's in it for them, how it's going to be um, great, great learning for them, etc. There's also, if you're not sure, um, if you're a business owner and you're not sure yet if you're ready to hire um, and add to your team, I actually have an assessment on my website. You can go to um, YvonneSilva.com and there's an assessment that will pop up, which is inviting you to consider. Um, it's a 10 point assessment. Are you ready to move up from a solopreneur doing everything in the business yourself to a CEO? And it, it can be also a mindset shift, as well as learning how to hire, lead and empower a team and empower them to success so that you're delegating well and you can actually step away and take a vacation. So if you're interested in I ran across a service recently um, that is leveraging interns. And I, I found it valuable because it was a win-win opportunity for me to work with an intern, to mentor them for a couple of hours every week and have 10 hours, 10 hours of service provided by them, guided by me during those two hours a week. Um, I can provide the link for that as well. So please reach out and just say, hey, I, I need the Acadium link um, because that's something that I have. So I'm going to talk a little bit about two other topics after our break. I'm going to talk about for the business owners who are listening, how do you save yourself more time? Because you're not always, always looking for new clients. So it's about client retention of your existing clients. But I also am going to talk about this topic of attracting more business, because that seems to be on the radar for many people right now. We're talking about shifts happening post-COVID. A lot of businesses are operating differently. You may need to get really creative. You may need to go back, as I'm going to be doing this summer as well, and revisiting, you know, what are my skills? What are my talents? What are my passions? Who do I know? What are my unique, my unique? unique DNA, my recipe for success, and then being ready to share perhaps some new services and offerings in the fall. I'm going to be doing a little bit more work uh, with teams in the fall, for example, using some personality science and some new training that I just received. So we'll come back after the break. I mentioned my book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And we're going to run uh, just a short video now talking about what is in the book and why I wrote it. Here's the clip. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. 
On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. 
just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today. Welcome back. If you hadn't uh, grabbed a pen before, you want to grab a pen now. Um, This is an interactive live show today. So you can pick up a copy of that book on Amazon, either in print or an ebook version. And it's also available now as an audio book on Awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D. Now, if you're intrigued and you have questions that are forming and you want to dial into the show, you can also dial in right now while the show is on until one o'clock at this number. It's 888-627-6008. So again, that number, if you want to dial in with questions you have, items that I haven't covered that you want to share insights, the number is 1-888-627-6008. So let's dive into this topic of attracting more business. Now, New Business, one of my favorite books that I recommend to a lot of my clients is actually a book called Attracting the Perfect Customer, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. And it's a book that's been out for a few years. Actually, it must be at least 16 years because I actually changed the title on that. I actually crossed out and changed the essence of that book when I used it to attract my husband. (laughs) So I was working with the book and it has four primary questions in the book that talks about what it is that you're seeking. Like make a list in terms of your ideal client. Like who is your ideal client avatar? What do they look like? What are they seeking? How will they know that you are the person for them, etc. I encourage you to buy a copy of the book, pick it up, Pick it up an audiobook or ebook as well. I think it's on audiobook, um, but you'll find it on Amazon. Attracting the perfect customer, the power of strategic synchronicity. I'll put it in the show notes too. So the essence is to discover who it is that you want to connect with. What are the qualities of your ideal client? What makes them tick? And what do they need from you? What do they expect of you? And is this something that you might need to shift in order for you to be attractive to them. And I love the um, the concept that they share in the book, which is one of, especially in today's busy marketplace, instead of, say you were trying to attract boats, instead of standing on the beach, waving your arms, running up and down, here boats, come on in, come on in. You could also have another choice and become the lighthouse standing solidly on the beach, beaming out a strong message for everybody to see for miles around, resonating who you are and what you offer in a whole different way. It takes a lot less energy and it's a lot more resonant and it's easier to connect with people. So that's the approach that I use is to become the lighthouse and work with my clients on that topic. So I actually was wanting to attract my perfect guy and I actually crossed out perfect client. I used the very same questions to identify what characteristics I was looking for in my perfect guy. 
And it actually, my husband actually showed up within two weeks of writing that list. And what was funny was I shared the book with a friend a couple of years later, and my list, my original list I wrote down of qualities fell out of the back. Now, but this time I'm already married. So I was actually able to go through the whole list and check off all the things that I had put on my list. Yes, he has all these things and also some things that I call universe <laughs> has provided in terms of extra bonus items, the magic, the things that you couldn't have imagined that make the relationship magical. So it's a book that works for a number of things, but the intention of this conversation is how to attract more clients. So you want to be super clear on who you're wanting to attract to begin with. What is your unique DNA? What are you offering? What's the value that will be able to be an exchange? And if you're not clear on that, I mean, that is something that as part of my Flourish program, um, you know, first you you get really clear and visualize, then you monetize and then you optimize. Because it's important that if if you think about referrals, everybody loves referrals. How are people describing you? Are they able in one sentence to describe what you do to say to their friend when they hear of, you know, their in my case, it would be you know somebody who's saying, you know, I wish I had more confidence to their friend. I wish I could have a conversation. I wish I felt better about having sales conversations. It feels, it doesn't feel easy, right? So for me, that one sentence um, that I've worked with my clients with is I work with women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish. So they're looking because they want to flourish. They're looking for a coach. They're looking for ways to expand and grow their business. And they are ready to step it up, take action and flourish. Now, how do they do that? Well, by having more confident conversations. That's the workout of my book. By looking at sales mastery. So how do we have an easy sales conversation? I have tools around that. And then also by stepping up and only not only working as a solopreneur, but moving up to a CEO, a CEO mindset and how to hire and attract with ease and grace to lead and empower your new team. So you can actually take time off and be at the beach with your kids and your business is still running, but it's not only dependent upon you serving in the business. So those are three things, right? How do you have that business harmony? It is something that um, I work with my clients on. So attracting new business, first you get really clear and then think about what are the three things, only three that you offer. As I said, in my case, it's about confident conversations, sales mastery, moving from solopreneur to CEO. So if you're listening as a business owner, what are those three things that you offer and what is the one line sentence that summarizes the offering that you're making? What's the value that you are bringing to the marketplace. And if that's something that you're just not clear on, uh, please do reach out. The other thing is it's important for your referrals, right? Everybody loves referrals. And very often what happens is people forget to ask about referrals or they don't ask at the right time. They wait until the complete service has been delivered and then they ask at the end if there's someone else that, might like that same level of service or might be interested in working together or have a solution. Now, 
I discovered that there's actually a best time to be asking for those referrals. So when you think about my business, which is about coaching women entrepreneurs who are seeking to flourish, we have a number of conversations, typically it's every couple of weeks. So every couple of weeks, there'll be a high point because we're talking about what success they've had over the past two weeks, what do they want to share, what are some things that maybe still are challenging, and where are we taking that conversation next? What's the next action item to work on? So as we've gotten into sort of the middle of our coaching term, that's when very often there are some really high peaks with my clients having extreme success. That's when I ask. And I, and I will simply ask, you know, you've seen tremendous success. Who else do you know in your world that might also be ready to step it up and would like to see significant success in their business growth as well? Who do you know? And I don't say, do you know anyone, which is a yes or no closed answer. I will ask for, who do you know? And then I will let the silence do the heavy lifting and I'll stop talking and let them think about who do they know that might also like to have that level of success. So that's about asking for new business because referrals, love, love, love referrals, they're already pre-qualified because your client, your current client isn't going to connect you with someone who would be a really poor fit for you it just wouldn't reflect well on them as at the same time so it's um it's just the best way to get new business the other thing is you know do you have a customer journey process now this is getting into client retention as well but if you have that that journey process mapped out these are the steps that we have at the beginning when someone first becomes a client or even before they become a client you know, what is it that you need them to see, feel and experience as part of the journey of whether or not they're going to start working together with you? Once they become a customer, what are the steps first that happen? What are the next steps that happen in the middle of your contract or your program? And if there's an end date, if it's not an evergreen service, when that wraps up, what are those wrap up steps so that everything is nice and neatly organized and you've also made sure that referrals have not been forgotten as part of that process? And then how do you set that person up for success in the long run? So you're stepping back, letting them take advantage of the learnings that they've had and also potentially inviting a conversation in another six months or another year when they're ready to go to the next level in their business. That works well in coaching. It doesn't necessarily work for every specific business, depending if you have a product or not. The other thing, though, is understanding what your clients want. Now, I use a, a really um, easy to use, literally takes 90 seconds, nanoseconds to discover what it's about. Um, I use a, a personality science tool. And it helps me to understand how my clients value specific things. How do they like information delivered? There's four primary styles. One is nurturing like mine. One is action. One is a blueprint personality style. And one is a knowledge style. And each one of those four codes that stands for B-A-N-K, stands for bank, blueprint, action, nurturing, and knowledge. Each of those four styles wants information delivered differently how they buy into an idea is different. So it was actually a tool that was developed originally for sales 
And yet it's now, it's now been shown through so many stories that I've heard about how this can actually save all kinds of relationships, family relationships, business relationships. We all know that you don't work and develop a, a relationship with someone without having trust, you know, no like trust. So how do you ultimately respect someone who is going to be a potential client of yours? Make sure you know how they want the information delivered. I'll give you an example. Um, say you have two kids, right? One of them is heavily, heavily action oriented. This is the child that is adventurous, they're spontaneous. They always want to be singing and doing a performance. They're loud. They laugh loud. They're attracted by designer type clothing. That's your action kid. And say you're going on holiday, right? And you have your action kid and then you have someone also another child who's uh, primarily a blueprint personality. The action personality is going to want to get out the door. They're spontaneous. They want to go zip lining. They want to have fun, fun, fun. And they're up early and bouncing around. And you can't sit, <laughs> you can't get them to sit still. Then you also have a blueprint oriented personality, which is maybe your second child. And the blueprint personality is much more traditional. They like to know in advance. They like to plan. They would, if they're two kids on holiday, they would want to know the day before. What are we doing tomorrow? What time are we leaving? What uh, do I need to pack? Uh, what time will we be back? Do I need lunch? And is it risky? <laughs> they probably wouldn't want to do zip lining. So it's something that we, when we know ahead of time, we can actually avoid clashes because the blueprint personality and the action personality, you, you can just see those two kids, right? Bumping heads. I want to go zip planning. It's too risky. And, and you as the parent managing those expectations. So when we know more about the preferred personality and the values of everyone in the conversation, whether that's a potential client, whether it's a family member, it makes such a difference in having respectful conversations and tailoring your conversation to make sure that the messages are being heard, because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're doing something wrong, um, especially by a parent, because their personality style is different than yours. And as it happened, those two examples, I was very much an action oriented kid wanting to be out adventurous, etc., and my dad was a very staid, traditional blueprint style personality, home by five o'clock for dinner. And of course, I was very rarely home on time. So <laughs> I've, I've tailored that. But as an action kid, I wanted to experience everything in life. And that's now my second code and my personality code. So do you have a process to identify how you're working with your ideal clients? Maybe the personality style of your ideal clients how you can leverage that, how you can use your marketing materials. Every email that you send could be tailored knowing the values of your ideal client. It makes such a massive difference in how we communicate and communicate well. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of emails. Um, I also get a lot of uh, LinkedIn messages coming through. And sometimes I will cut and paste those messages and um, I actually have a little tool, an artificial intelligence tool associated with this, um, with this system that I can pop the language in and it will actually, um, if I cut and paste it, it will actually, uh, with one button, tell me what the code was for the writer. When they wrote that code, 
who they were orienting that language to. It's very, very cool. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. If this is sounding intriguing, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this on August 11th. So I have a masterclass coming up. And it's coming up at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, August 11th, which is a Thursday. And it's three solopreneur secrets that connect and convert to lasting client relationships. So this is all about improving your sales, actually increasing your sales by up to 300%. And that's scientifically proven how to do that using the approach I just mentioned. Um, when you connect faster with people, you can have less time spent on conversation and more time moving to decide if you're going to work together and get there quicker. It's a, a topic called sales velocity. So how do you have, instead of having 10 conversations, how do you have maybe two to three conversations and make that decision? Yeah, we're ready to work together. So it's about connecting faster and it's um, kind of a, um, still a, I think a bit of a secret but it's science and it's uh, technology and it's a system to know how to deepen relationships and ultimately what makes people what makes people buy or buy into something and you can actually use this same concept with teams as well I'm going to do some more of that work this fall with teams because I think a lot of my clients are saying that staff retention is an issue right now there's just not as many people applying they're not having the same quality of a candidate and they're also not staying as long well as managers and leaders if we know how to communicate more effectively with all of our team we can actually impact customer customer retention but we can also impact employee retention too so the other thing i wanted to talk about is improving the quality of your family time. Now I shared that example of two different child personalities and action and a blueprint personality and how different they can be. So when we're using the language that appeals to each of the different personalities, it can save so many miscommunications. It can save so many people having hurt feelings, ruffled feathers, um, I just had an experience um, in the last couple of weeks where I know that having two different you know, communication styles is making things way more challenging. So make sure that you are understanding what the preferred personality type of the people in your life who are important to you is, communicating effectively with them in that in that way and then also I encourage reserving those time blocks so you can still stay spontaneous and still plan out your day so that you're leveraging your time the other thing is women in particular as we start to um, you know in our last 10 minutes or so here um, women in particular very often um, say yes when they mean no <laughs> and they're not confident in saying no so here's what I want you to practice, ladies listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional woman, I want you to practice saying no. And I know it sounds silly, but you can stand in the mirror in front of your bathroom mirror and do this. No, thank you for the invitation. I'm already booked. Period. It's a very short sentence because what happens is when we get an invitation to something and we feel uncomfortable saying no, very often we give a long, long story. Oh, well, I can't do that. I can't come because I'm doing this and that and blah, 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 blah. 
And what happens is the other person very quickly makes the decision to evaluate, is that as important as my, whatever it was, garden party, for example? Is doing that with your child more important than my garden party? No, you should be at my garden party. And they will very often try to convince you to come. All you need to say is, thank you for that kind invitation. No, thank you. I'm already booked. That's it. Because when we go into an, um, a reason, then it opens up the conversation for a negotiation. And if you're clear about your priorities, you don't need to give any reason. You just need to be polite and say thank you. So those are some of the tips that I wanted to share today. Um, I haven't heard the phone ringing, so um, I'm not sure if that means that we don't have any questions, that this has been so uh, intriguing that now you've got all the information that you need for those four things. But I wanted to highlight a couple of things. When I played my book video, yeah, it talked about, you know, it's 2018. So the book was a overnight bestseller. November 1st, 2018. That's when it first came out. And then I did the audiobook last summer because I know a lot of busy women on the go walking their dogs, wanting the best tips, 40 different words and word concepts on how to ask for what you want and get it. And the last thing I want to leave you with is if you're a professional woman, and this actually this works for women entrepreneurs too, but if, if you're a professional woman, a lot of times in corporations in fall, that's when performance reviews happen. That's when salary increases happen. Now, even though the pay equity range is getting, the gap is getting smaller and smaller, I'm still hearing that there are a lot of positions that whether, there is, whether it's nationally legislated with pay equity law or not, that those positions are still not being paid equally with men and women doing the same job. So how can you make sure that you don't fall into that category? How can you make sure that you go into your performance review prepared to really rock it and to make sure that you're being paid fairly, that you ask for a salary increase with specific things that you can back it up with? Why would your boss, your leader, your organization want to give you a salary increase? So it is covered in the book, but I want to go through this. It's important. No matter what your role is, Everybody needs to know how they're going to be evaluated for success. So in my world, in coaching, yes, that's part of my initial conversation is what is the return on investment that we're working towards? If we work together for six or 12 months, how are we going to know that our coaching has been successful? What are the metrics that we're working towards shifting, increasing, decreasing, etc.? In the same thing, it works in the corporate arena too. Are you saving the company money? Are you getting creative? Are you being innovative with new ideas and things that you can do that will save money? Are you generating new revenue? Are you bringing new clients to the table? Are you impacting employee retention? Are you helping to reduce turnover? Are you bringing a new product to market? Are you being innovative and having that first to market advantage? There are ways to quantify every single job that happens inside an organization. So you want to know what the metrics are that you are using and make sure that you have that conversation with your leader. If it's a new job or if it's something you've been doing for years, because the world has changed with COVID. So you want to do a check in and say, you know, here's what I've been working on. Here are 
the ways I know that I'm being successful in this role and that I'm increasing the quality, I'm impacting customer service, customer retention, decreasing costs for the organization, getting innovative, leading my team more effectively, whatever it might be. And here is my evidence. So if you bring those things to the table that you may have collected throughout the year, whether you call it a brag file or whatever you call it, have those things ready for your performance review. And if you know that you can quantify that you have increased or, or decreased, say you decreased expenses by 10%, how can you translate that into a request for a salary increase? As I've been saving the company X amount of dollars per year, I'd really like to encourage looking at ways that I can continue to do those kind of projects and also to understand what I need to do in order for my salary, my salary to be increased by at least 5%. Or maybe you don't give a number. Maybe just say, how do I get... Um, what, is, what needs to be in place in order for me to have a salary review conversation? Because a lot of companies are doing salary reviews right now and they're realizing that staffing is an issue. So now would be a great time to be negotiating that. You can also use that as a entrepreneur as you are negotiating with your clients. You know, what is it that they value the most about the work that you do? How can you quantify that? And does that mean that your rates will change for next year, next fall, et cetera? Visit, revisit, revisit. And if you're clear about what your performance metrics are, everybody wins. Everybody wins. So I encourage you to step it up, <laughs> to ask for what you want, to consider, you know, how can I politely say no to things? How can I articulate my value more clearly? How can I negotiate with my family so I have more free time? How can I be the one who is being creative and leveraging my time so that it feels like I'm actually either cloning myself or having more work-life balance? So today we talked about summer activities that can set you up for full success. If you put focus on developing some of these ideas throughout the next month or two, when your kids are going back to school in September or perhaps they're going off to university, you have some strategies already in place that will have set you up for success this fall. I hope you've enjoyed this program today. It's been a little bit different. I haven't been interviewing another entrepreneur as I very often do, but I think it's also useful. Somebody did um, um, messenger me and ask me to repeat the book video. So I'm going to invite you to connect with me, to join me on the masterclass that's coming up. Um, it's on my website, yvonnesilva.com. If you click on the main page, there's an events button there. There's also an events tab, which will tell you more about the masterclass coming up. Three solopreneur secrets to conversations that connect and convert to lasting client relationships. So this is more oriented towards small business, but it certainly could be something that if you're adding a lot more new clients, you might want to have some of your sales staff attend. Increase your sales and ROI by up to 300% by connecting faster with people, unlocking the secret, the science, and the system to deepen relationships, knowing what makes people buy. Thank you for listening today. Uh, calendar, our next 
recording uh, the next show coming up in two weeks, Tuesdays at noon Mountain Time on the Words, Women and Wisdom show. And I'm going to leave you today by just replaying that video about the book Words, Women, Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And look forward to sharing a free gift with you when you register for the masterclass on August 11th. Have a great week, everybody, and bye for now. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. 
I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset, and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.